Hello and welcome to another episode of One for the Table. I am your host Kim Chi, and I'm John Kung, and we're here, always keeping it fresh and exciting for all you listeners that are out there, wherever you may be. Did anything interesting happen to you this week? No, I'm just getting ready for my trip to Seattle. Well, let me think. Did anything happen? Interesting happen to me? I mean, I found these. I, I mean, like I showed you this before we started recording. It's dripping. It's so ripe. It's just like dripping because it's. Well, ready. explain to listeners what they are. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's it's kind of gross if I don't tell you that what I have is like a perfectly ripe um, sugar apple, and what it is 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 related to a cherimoya. And if you've had that before, I hear that one tastes like bubblegum ice cream. I don't know. I haven't had it. Mm. But cherry moya is also called like the ice cream fruit. And if you like chill it and eat it with a spoon, apparently it has the texture and flavor of ice cream. Sugar apple is related to it. Um, and to me, it smells like jasmine flowers and vanilla. And it kind of tastes like that too with a little bit of tartiness to like mm. balance it out. And when it's ripe, it just like pulls apart. Like watch this, Kim. Like it just... it just opens up mm. and it's got like these little nodules inside it's got big seeds but they're really easy to spit out you just kind of like suck on the nodules and then spit out the seeds mm. Mm-hmm. all right Florida. It's so good. Mm-hmm. any of you who are still lost um feel free to google sugar apple mm-hmm. to get an idea of what john is talking about maybe we'll go video pod- podcasting one day <laughs> until then you'll just have to hear about it Maybe we should. We were talking about doing like a ramen episode where we make like instant noodles together. Yeah, and we talk about doing a lot of things. <laughs> we do talk about a lot of things. So yesterday, um, the Barbie movie came out and I had the most maddening experience. I kind of saw a little bit about it on your Twitter. Tell us about that because they pulled like a Spirit Airlines on you. The movie was at 1030. And you know, for me, like that's late. Like normally I'm in bed by like 11, 1130. Yeah. You're like but I was like. It's a thing, Barbie movie, everybody's going, my friends are going, so, you know, like, all right, I'll be social and go. I drank a little energy drink, so I, like, I don't, like, fall asleep during the movie. Mm-hmm. And then we got there, and I'm sitting, my friends are getting food, and I'm waiting, and these two girls then come and sit next to me, and I'm like, oh, this is a little bizarre, but um, my friend's seat must be, like, to the right of me, and the girls, like, sat left to me. Mm-hmm. And then my friends come and they're like, oh, you're in our seats. And the girls are like, no, these are our seats. And then they showed us um, their tickets and it was the same exact date and seat numbers. So they and double sold people your the row behind us were like, oh, we just had the same issue. These people came up and did the same exact seat. And then um, all the people down there were having the same exact issue. So the entire theater was double booked. <clears throat> so... And, you know, like, my friends, like, had all this food, and they, like, went to go talk to someone, and they're like, the next showing is at, like, midnight. And I'm like, I can't stay here for midnight showing. Did they refund your ticket? Okay, so this is the thing. This is, their solution was, um, we'll give you money back for a couple of the food that you ordered. That was the, like, AMC solution. And I'm like, fuck you. Wait, not even your ticket price? I pay for AMC stubs. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, mm-hmm. So if you don't know... I don't know, just based on my experience yesterday, don't fucking get it. But basically you pay, um, I think it's like $22 a month and you get to see up to like two movies um, a week, basically. Apparently not so, the Barbie movie. Like, what are you going to do? Like, reform my membership, you know? Right. And I'm sure true. like, I'm sure there's like no one that has the power to do so. Right. Um, and then, But it's just uh, like all that time, leaving your house, paying for parking and like just dealing with all that garbage exactly Ugh. and then i drank and, like energy drink for nothing you know so mm-hmm. awful so then like i was like up till like 1 a.m for like no reason did you watch barbie at all did you act, end up watching the movie at all i mean it happened last night so i haven't seen it yet oh, okay we probably should so, talk would that be like would that be considered scab activity if we did talk about it i don't know i don't even We're know not I don't know. I don't know. What, what, what am I supposed to do? Like, there's so many things we can't do, we can't do. I don't know. You know what? I'm just going to live my life. Yeah. 
Yeah, you know, we're so like unconnected in what we do to this to that industry. But at the same time, I'm like, in support of the um, actors. You know, actors should get paid fairly. Yes. You have to get your money and the writers and the writers. And you know, basically anybody that's like not a CEO, anyone that's like not making like millions of dollars, while the um, CEOs are cashing in on like it's like heavy money. Why? Yeah, like tell me, like he's making what seventy two thousand dollars a day, and then is like complaining about writers making like living wage. Living wage. How? I don't know. It's just another one of those things where, like, how American is like so fundamentally broken. Yeah, completely out of touch. Although I will say, um, listening to Fran Drescher, who Mm -hmm. being the president of the screen. Actors Guild, first of all, is, is is amazing. Watching her talk like this, total, totally redeeming from the fact that I think she was an anti-vaxxer. But anyways, oh we love God, her now. She? I think so, but love her now. And she, her, listening to her have a conversation with um, Bernie Sanders mm-hmm. about this is the most New York thing, like you will ever hear. It's like I was sitting like at Cat's Deli. Just mm-hmm. listening to Queens have a conversation with Brooklyn. It was it's fantastic. Years. Mm. But anyways, um Yeah. I'm still bitter that I couldn't see Barbie movie. Yeah. But moving on. That marketing campaign will be studied for like years to come. Also, so then the um actors aren't allowed to like promote movies and stuff right now, right? Yes. And we're not supposed to either. Who's we? Like, are we like part of SAG? No, but Influencers and content creators are not supposed to promote. Like we could talk about everything that's going on, and I think we're just talking about the news right now. Mm-hmm. We're, like, but we're not because neither of us saw it. Um, but we're not supposed to promote anyone to go see the movie because mm. that would be taking work from the people who were originally supposed to, and that is what is called being a scab. So it's kind of like cross is like the people who are. Behind the picket line, we're like, mm-hmm. I'm not doing this. I'm on strike. I'm not writing. I'm not promoting. I'm not acting. But anybody else who is like, oh, but I will do it because you need someone to do it. How about I'll do it for less money and you give me the job? Mm. And uh, that crossing that picket line is, is considered scab activity. And watching the drama on TikTok unfold has been my latest, like, guilty pleasure. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> Watching some of these influencers who have been, who are totally like, you know, I'd followed some of them. Mm-hmm. I might have been mutuals with like one or two of them at one point in time, but then like seeing their fall and see, seeing like how like out for themselves, like this whole situation has really shed a light on who like the libertarian leaning artists are, where it's like, oh, well, I'm going to get mine. Um, and it, it does like, I'm going to get mine and it has nothing to do with me. And so like, it really just shows you who those types of people are. And I was like, Ooh, all right, well, good luck. Good luck finding work after this is all like, like smoothed over and figured out. I feel like it like really varies on person to person. Mm -hmm. Like there are some influencers that's always constantly getting canceled and you know, like they're just, yeah, it's not just like a good person, you know? But yeah, somehow like they're always in the spotlight and they somehow have people that always like follow them no matter what. And then there's like some influencers that mess up once and then... And then you never hear from them again, even though... Yeah. Yeah, like uh, Jenna Marbles, RIP. Mm. If any of you ever followed her on... on Like she she did the right thing, but like overcompensated, I think. Um, but yeah, I think it's different though to be canceled by the public versus being canceled by... The Screen Actors Guild and the Writers Associate WA Writer. I can't remember what the WAG stands for, but yeah, to be canceled by them. Um, I think being canceled by the Screen Actors and by actors and writers is a lot more. <laughs> no, it's yeah. also like disheartening to hear stories about like all the actors like that was barely making like a livable wage. Yeah, but then comments are even more maddening. Because there's always, like, some broke bitch who's like, oh, you should be lucky that you're even making, like, $2,000 at all. Right. And, you know? Because and people like, don't want to 
People don't, it's, and they think the same way about food and they think the same way about drag. It's like, you guys should be grateful. You can have any kind of platform that you have whatsoever. You guys are at least making some money off of like, quote unquote, your mm-hmm. art. Um, people just have, those types of people just innately think that creative people or people in creative industries deserve to suffer and deserve to struggle for it because what they th- what the work to them seems nothing but like fun compared yes. to like Brenda's job in HR. No offense. Actually, HR people, I, I, I need to stop. HR is a very... HR, uh, yeah. HR is also very like soul-sucking like... It is. It is. But know? it is also a thing that matters. Ex- unless you're doing it for a big corporation. Then you're just trying not to get the big corp sued. But... Yeah. Um, or unless you imagine so, having to be like the person to like lay off all these like employees that you're like friends with. I don't think HR people are really friends with anyone at work. I don't think they let you. I don't know. Are you, do you speak for all HR people? I don't know. But if I was in HR, I would have a massive ketamine problem. Mm, what you already do? I mean, a gay with a ketamine a- problem? <laughs> Is it really fair shit no. in the world? You know <laughs> we just moved. It's because we walked too fast. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So my birthday's coming up. It is. And I told myself, "All right, what kind of birthday gift am I gonna give myself this year?" Mm-hmm. Like, I don't need nothing. Like, I got everything else I need in my life. So I was like, let me like look for ways I can like improve my quality of life. Uh-huh. And what is one thing that I use every day that could be improved? Coffee. You so did I have it. A co- so I have a curing machine that I've had it for like seven years, and it's kind of like janky. Like I pour water, and sometimes it doesn't even brew. Like, anyways, yeah, it's janky. And. I've heard like amazing things about like Nespresso machines. Oh, yes, you did it. So I got a Nespresso machine. What kind? Um, it's like the virtual whatever. It was like a standard one. Wait, does it have? Does it do the? Does it do the round flat pods or does it do like the capsule? The, the round the tall flat capsule? pods. Okay, it doesn't do both. Oh, uh, it doesn't do both. Oh. I wish it did because um. I accidentally bought so many of the capsules, only yeah. to find out it doesn't fit in the machine. <laughs> oh no! Well, it's not. When did you buy it? Um, like less than a week ago. Okay, you need to return it and then get the proper one because the capsule ones. Oh, no, no. So hear me always, out. You so, no. The thing is, they give those capsules away free at hotels. So whenever I go to a hotel, I can like take all of the free complimentary capsules. And then, like, put them in my suitcase and then refill them every time. And I can bring them to your house. No, no, no. But listen, listen. That was a very Chinese the, thing. The capsules do, but... um, were delivered to my home before, um, like, the machine. Yeah. Um, along with, like, a holder. Mm-hmm. So then I took all the capsules out of the packaging and put it neatly in the holder. Oh, no. And when the machine got there, and I'm like, oh, these don't fit. So now I can't even return them because they've been ripped out of their packaging. But you can return the machine, though. But I like the machine. Yeah, no, you can return the machine and get the one that you thought you were going to get. I mean, this was the machine that I thought I was going to get. I just didn't realize there were two different types of pods. Because oh, yeah. I've only you ever should... seen like the capsules that you get at the hotel rooms, but I didn't realize yeah. there were like the bigger round ones. Yeah, the bigger round ones are fine, but I like the capsule ones better. No, the bigger round think... ones are great because they brew more <laughs> coffee. The capsules brew, brew this. I think they brew the same amount of coffee. No, they do not. I think it's just a different mechanism. The round ones are like centrifugal, right? And then the capsule ones are like espresso. Yes, but the bigger round ones can brew up to two cups of coffee for one pot. Um, they don't make one that does both? Well, none that I've seen. Uh, I'm going to still steal all the complimentary Nespresso pods for someone who someday will get them an Nespresso machine. So if anyone listeners um, have any idea what I should do with these um, eight cases of open um, Nespresso capsules, do a giveaway. please um, send them my way. Do a giveaway. <laughs> <Use> <laughs> Nespresso <laughs> capsule giveaway. Yeah. 
Or the next time you're on a pride float, just mm-hmm. throw them <laughs> like their like, beads at Maybe Mardi I can like, donate them to like a homeless shelter or something. But I was like, what kind of homeless shelter is like an espresso machine? Beverly Hills homeless shelter, probably. I doubt Beverly Hills even have a homeless shelter. Oh, I don't. I don't I, yeah, they probably don't. They probably just literally sweep them off of like out of the city limits. They probably like don't even want them anywhere near Beverly Hills, you know? <laughs> right. So, but, um, so I brewed coffee for the first time and the coffee was so smooth. It produces like a nice little crema on top. Yeah. And the best part is like with curing machine, you know, like when you open up the machine, you have to take the old pot out and then if it's like a reusable one, you wash it or like you throw it away. Yeah. On espresso, um, when you open the machine, it automatically um, dispenses the capsule into like a little thing. Yeah. And then they send you a bag where you can put all the um, old capsules in and all you have to just like mail that bag in and they recycle the pods. Oh, good. They finally did do that. I think they've been doing that for a while. Yeah. So, like, that already is a win over Keurig. Yeah. Well done. That's a, that is a, and I am very excited to use that a whole lot. I should probably send you some pods because I plan on using a lot of those when I visit. Oh, no, no, no. So I'm putting the Keurig in your room. You're not allowed to touch the Nespresso. I beg your pardon. (laughs) But if you're going to send pods, it's the virtual. Make sure it's the virtual. (laughs) The virtual. The virtual, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the coffee's delicious, and I actually got like a caffeine buzz from it. I'm like, are curing coffee just like much weaker or something? Yeah. Like, I, I haven't felt like caffeine buzz in like so long. Yeah, I actually like, whenever I go to a hotel a room, or whenever I have a hotel and they have an espresso machine, first of all, I'm very happy. And... um I just do like a double pull of those, the espresso pods, and that mm. is like a pre-workout. I'll go on a run right after, or I'll go down to the gym. Um, they work very well as pre-workouts and as, as pleasant ones too, because it's like enjoying a double espresso. Mm-hmm. That's just, yeah, teas is so good. I'm not sure about espresso, but um, I should be because yeah. it's delicious. My favorite pods are like the purple ones. Purple ones. I think those are the, like the best tasting ones to me. Mm. They all have like a fancy like Italian name. Yeah, I don't ever remember them. Yeah, all I know is I got a medium roast, dark roast, and something that's in between medium roast and a dark roast. We're not fancy coffee people. We're just like well, I. I personally well, no, 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 no don't, don't pull me into this. We're not. You have a you had a Keurig for like a for a, the span of our Out entire of convenience. Friendship. I'd sure okay. Okay. <laughs> Excuse me. Just because you bought an espresso yesterday. Excuse me. I also <laughs> like a French press and, you know, like drip, like coffee. Like I know how to do it all. Ooh, like, la, la. I was drinking Keurig to go get caffeine out of convenience, not to like enjoy my Keurig. Although you did very much enjoy the pumpkin spice Keurig cups from Trader Joe's. Yes, those are very good, but I've moved on as a human being. I'm, it's yeah. time for me to grow. Okay, well then I'm not a fancy coffee person. I just, I'm not a fancy coffee person in the sense that I don't make my own fancy coffee. There is like, and I feel, I don't feel any type of way about it, but I do notice the fact that a lot of my fellow um, uh, food content creators, they all have like, nice little Breville espresso machines and they'd love to do like the slow motion uh, espresso videos every now and then. And Mm. I am not that girl at all. Um, I, I, if it has more steps than making a cup of tea or a pot of tea, then I'm going to mess it up. Mm. I'm, I, I like going to like nice cafes and, and like, spending money at the, my local cafe for a good cup of coffee instead of like just failing miserably at making a cup of coffee for myself, unless I'm at your house where like the only option is Keurig. Although I found a cafe that is like a five minute walk from your house the last time I was there. Well, so I do have a French press. I'm not going to do all that. No, I, I don't, so I don't do it all that either, but I'm just saying yeah, I do I, have a dozen option. 
I think I do remember seeing a French press when I was looking through like your pots and pans to make dinner one time. And I was like, huh, I wonder if she knows how to use this. Oh my God. Do you think I'm an idiot? <laughs> I don't think you're an idiot. I just never seen you make a, a, a coffee in a French press before. I, I don't Again, know. Again, convenience. Exactly. Exactly. We are, we are, we are, we are sluts for convenience. You know, I'm a game to go. I got a place to be. I got shit to do. And then after you have your coffee, you have to take a shit. That's true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love my shits. Mm-hmm. But yeah, the espresso machine, so good. When was the last time we talked? Last week. Yeah. Pretty much as soon as I got back from L.A., that next weekend, I had to do like six different videos mm-hmm. for YouTube, and I cooked a whole bunch. And I actually cooked like um, a lot of Filipino food from like my childhood. And I mm. did make the, I think I, I told you about this before. I don't know if I told you about it on the podcast or I told you about it in person, where I actually made the wok fried spaghetti. Mm-hmm. It was you did tell so me about good. this. Okay. Yeah. It was so good. And I made Tehran, which is the banana spring rolls that were fried. Yum, yum, yum. Oh, it's so, so good. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do a video about the salad dressing that I served at the thing, but I didn't have time. I might do mm. that later. One step at a time. Baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. Baby steps. Do you eat anything interesting recently? I feel like just like this week was just like. Pretty much like eating healthy, like nothing interesting, you know. Oh, tell me about that. Uh, for breakfast, I made like a little tomato and egg. Ooh. I mean, last night I had chicken and broccoli. I missed nothing exciting. <laughs> Did you really like chicken and steamed broccoli? Yeah. From that way that you made? Yeah. Oh, okay. Why do you sound shocked? That is, that's, that's a, that, that is a, that's an in it. That is a dinner you commit to. I mean, I just literally just like threw chicken breast and then yeah. just boiled some broccoli. It's like <laughs> nothing fancy. I know. It's not that it's nothing fancy. It's just that like, I, I remember eating so much of that when I was like mm-hmm. in my hyper skinny girl era. And yeah. it's just like, ugh. you know what helps though? Um, what? If you take the, you know, it takes a little extra time, but if you shred the chicken breast and then you mix in like cilantro or basil or like scallions and stuff, and then maybe like a little bit of soy sauce or, mm-hmm. or any kind of like wet, salty sauce, you could use, you can use oil or stuff, but that kind of defeats the purpose of like the skinny girl meal. But if you shred the chicken and make like an herb salad with it, it's much better. It's much more like enjoyable because mm. it's almost like um, uh, shredded chicken Thai salad. You could add like oranges or pomelo or stuff in there too. Some arugula. It was just like one of those, like it was like a hot day. Um, like I don't want to think about like when I'm eating, you know, it was just like. Yeah. Tell me what's the weather like in LA right now? I hear. Oh my God. Guys, right now it's so hot. It is so hot. What are the temperatures? I know I don't really look up the numbers. All I know is just like it's way hotter than you when you were here. Uh oh. I know poor butter. It's just been like, you know how butter always like being in soft spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the past few days, he's just been laying on like bare floor. Oh to get no! Cool. You should like put like a towel in the freezer, and then like a wet yeah. towel in the freezer, and then like put that on the floor for. I don't remember my freezer. Oh, that's right. I have none. You, you see my freezer? Why? Why are you acting brand new? Well, let's take a quick break. Okay. And just like that, we are back from our break. (laughs) Hello. Hello. Oh, you know, I actually did think about something fun I ate this week. Oh, what? Uh, I went to this Tteokbokki restaurant. Oh. Um, but the way they set it up is kind of cool. So there's four different types of sauces to pick from. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there is uh, the classic one, which is, you know, like, um, made of gochujang and like chili flakes. And mm-hmm. then there's like a jajang, which is like a black bean one. Mm-hmm. There's a mala. And then mm-hmm. there's like a rose sauce. And then they have three different types of rice cake for you to choose from. The first one is like rice cake made of rice. And the next one is like one made of flour. Um, or like wheat. wheat yeah, because like a lot of people like the flour one because it's like softer um, like than the rice mm-hmm. one. And it like okay. absorbs the sauce better. So it's all like personal preference. And the last one is karetak, which is like a rice cake that is like this thick. Um, and obviously for people that can't see my fingers right now, I'm making like a zero sign with my finger. Like the okay. So, the okay, yeah. yeah. It's that thick and it's like a foot long almost. Damn. But then um, the rice cake is actually super tender. So it's like a very like big, like mouthful of like soft, tender, giant rice cake thing. Mm. And then you go up to the bar. That would be a really, that would be a really suggestive mukbang. Yeah. To watch somebody eat that. And then you go to the topping bar and you pick all the toppings you want in there. Like cabbage, corn, or like more different types of rice cake, mushrooms, um, like different types of noodle. And then they cook into your tteokbokki for you. And it's like relatively cheap. Because um, we got like two different types of tteokbokki and then like a, a side of maya kimbap, which is like uh, kimbap, but they're like individually rolled. Um, good for like dipping in the tteokbokki sauce. Very delicious. And the whole thing with like um, tax and everything was only $50. Like each bowl of tteokbokki is like around like $13 and plus like whatever other ingredient by weight. And that is such a brilliant business model. Like business model. It totally is. It because tteokbokki is just literally rice cakes and is cheap as hell. It's good. I mean like it's delicious. Mm-hmm. It's like I would totally go to one of those. But like if you think about it like the, and the toppings don't sound all that expensive either, but you're just pretty much go it's like And it's also tteokbokki so, is one of the things like most people and it's satisfying. And like most people who are in Korean, like they don't know how to make it, you know? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And also it's one of those things that's like easy to cook, but hard to master kind of a deal. Yeah. Cause there's, you can run the risk of overcooking tteokbokki and then it's really sad. Or then if you undercook it and it's got that like raw, the, the, the raw like rice cake mm-hmm. uh, texture is just, it's very, very jarring and unpleasant exactly. as well. Yeah. That is brilliant. I think New York had opened their first one. Recently, I saw on, on like TikTok or something that there was a tteokbokki chain. Yeah, I feel like with the um, explosion of like all the um, K Korea booths, tteokbokki mm-hmm. has gotten so popular. Mm-hmm. You know, of people just like finding about Korean culture and like Korean food. So I'm glad that there's more options to offer like Americans aside from just key barbecue and. Oh yeah, for sure. You pee me bub. And also, if I was like a vegetarian, like I loved, I've, I mean, I love tteokbokki as non-vegetarian, but if I was a vegetarian, I love tteokbokki There's even so many more. Options. Yeah. yeah. Vegan. Tteokbokki is vegan, even if you don't eat any like animal sure, products. Sure, yeah. It can be made vegan. <laughs> it can be made vegan. Yeah, exactly. I wonder if they would like, if they would make like a buckwheat tteokbokki. If um, you could do that. I don't know. It probably it's like is too slimy, wouldn't it, right? Might be, yeah. And the flavor of like the buckwheat is like really delicate. The tteokbokki sauce might overwhelm it. Yeah. But like eating it, I'm pretty much just wondering if you can eat the buckwheat in that form for like a bigger mouthful of buckwheat flavor. Mm. Mm. I mean, maybe it just hasn't been tried, maybe. Uh, somebody should try it so I can try You it. should try it. No, somebody else can make it, and so I can try it. You should make it so I can try it. <laughs> we'll see. Um, well, since there is like a heat wave happening where you are right now, mm-hmm. um, let's talk about like foods that we like to eat to cool ourselves down. Oh, yeah. During summer, for like lunch, all I want are like all I want is like a sandwich. Really? 
Yeah. Untoasted, toasted. Uh, it can be toasted. Um, not like hot sandwiches, but like you know, cold sandwiches, like full of like veggies and um, maybe with mayo or maybe with like a vinaigrette. But like, mm-hmm. like I love like a good hearty sandwich filled with a lot of fresh veggies. Mm. It's like what I crave. If I, if I thought like if I wanted a sandwich to cool down to, I would mm-hmm. probably do something like a cucumber sandwich, like a simple. Mm. Like a simple cucumber tea time, I think they're called like ladyfinger sandwiches, where it's just mm-hmm. like just simple cucumber and salad sandwich. See, I'll prefer tomato sandwich over a cucumber sandwich. I love cucumber sandwich too. But I tomato do like tomato sandwiches. Like, it's got that umami, you know? Yeah. Yeah, but that's not something I would eat to cool down. That was something I would eat because I like tomato sandwiches. Mm. Like cucumber sandwich and a nice tea. Yeah, that could be good too. Mm, mm-hmm. Especially like cucumber needs to be seasoned, even just like salt and pepper or whatever. Mm-hmm. I've had some cucumber Maybe sandwiches where they just like vinegar. Mm-hmm. I've had cucumber sandwiches where they just put the cucumber like straight in, like no nothing on it. And I'm like, no, you can't, you can't do that. That's no, 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 that's really, that's just like a, that's a water, that's a water sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> you can't just do that. No. Uh, what kind of bread would you use? I feel like for cucumber salad, it has to be like a soft, squishy, but also like, um, it has to be like a thicker bread, but like not too dense. Oh, see, for me, it has to be like a cheap white bread. That's like, that's squishy. That's like soft and squishy, untoasted with cucumber, just because like, it just has to like, you bite right through it so that the cucumber is the crispy part. See, my problem with like the cheap white bread is like sometimes, um... Like, when you take a bite afterwards, like, the bread gets, like, a little bit gummy. Oh, see, I kind of, I might be a garbage person, but I like They're not garbage. <laughs> There's no, like, wrong answers here. I know. <laughs> see, I like, for me, my favorite is, like, a sourdough. Mm-hmm. Toasted, but not too toasted where it turns brown. Just toasted enough, like, that there's just, like, a light bite when you bite into it, and it warms up the bread, so then the whole thing feels even softer. Mm. So me for for cucumber sandwich, I want like the kind of bread that like if you bite into it and you just like hold it in there, it kind of will stick to the roof of your mouth. <laughs> mm, see, no, sticking to the roof of mouth is a no no for me. Yeah, and I don't mind. You it. can't just use mayo. You can't just use cream cheese. You have to use both. Mm, maybe that's what I'm gonna do today. Make a cucumber sandwich. Even better if you like mix um, cream cheese and mayo together and then spread that. Oh, could you use like a whipped cream cheese? You can, you can do whatever that. you want. There's I'm no like sorry. wrong answers here. It really isn't. Like, you know, slice the cucumbers um, and then, yeah, salt and, yeah, salt and pepper them. Let the water drain out first, you know, from the salt. Mm-hmm. What about like but what else do you like to eat to cool down? Like nyangmyeon is like an obvious. So nyangmyeon, uh, there's also this um, Korean instant ramen noodle called pibimyeon. Oh, it's yeah. a spicy noodle, but the difference is you eat this one cold. So after uh-huh. you boil the noodles um, for, according to package direction, I think it's like three minutes, you wash it in cold water. Oh, nice. And then you drain it, and then you put the sauce in, and you mix it in. And you can mix, like, green onions or whatever other stuff you want in there. But um, the combination of, like, spicy and sweet and cold noodles. And these noodles also have, like, a different texture from, like, regular instant ramen noodles. They're more, like, bouncy. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. And I wanted you to try it last time, but we just never got around to it because we were too busy eating good. <laughs> yeah, we were. We can, we can tone it down this trip. When I'm there next, we'd eat some at-home stuff. But my favorite noodles to eat is like soba, chilled soba noodles for the Mm. same reason where it's like you boil the noodles and then you put them in ice water. And then I like to make it with um, the Japanese soup base, the, um, Mm -hmm. what's it called? Excuse me. Um, Shoot. Dashi. (laughs) No, no, uh, mensuyu, mensuyu. It's like that instant soup broth that you just take out of your fridge and it's already cold and you yeah. just squeeze it in with some ice water. Mm-hmm. Uh, you eat it with that almost as a dipping sauce with like scallions and chopped nori. And sometimes grated radish. Like, 
<clears throat> yes, grated radish is so good. And so you need the I green onions had, in there. Yeah, because you need a little bit of funk. I never have radish on hand to make grated radish, even though I have a ceramic radish grater. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I should just keep a radish on there for that. Mm-hmm. Another thing I like to eat, the most effective thing that I will ever eat to like cool down is frozen grapes. Oh, yes. Frozen, frozen grapes, grapes. Lovely. Elite, elite. Frozen grapes were my air conditioning before I moved into this house. Mm-hmm. And like we were talking about like three triple digits. I would go out on a run in like 100 degree weather and come back and I would eat some frozen grapes. And all of a sudden, like everything is fine. It like my body temperature would normalize and I'd be feeling great. And they're just like little popsicles that you pop in your mouth. They're so good. And not only the popsicles, but also they get like a little like sherbet yeah, they do. And the best, my favorite time to eat is like, um, not right after you take it out, but maybe like a couple minutes after you take it out. So they still over but a little bit. Outside, yeah. like just slightly melts, which like gets the whole like grape a little bit like juicy, but it's and still sweeter. Icy. Yeah, and sweeter. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good. And always green grapes. I try it with mm-hmm. red grapes. They don't hit the same. But my trick to um. Freezing grapes is like, as soon as I buy the entire bag, I wash the entire bag and I put it straight into the refrigerator. Yeah. Um, that way sometimes I don't the like, ice crystals will go in front of, well, sometimes the water will freeze and it'll exactly. get crunchy. Exactly. I was getting it. Yeah. <laughs> Yay. But I will say musket grapes, which are grapes mm-hmm. that are way too sweet for me originally, and I do mm-hmm. not like them. When you freeze those, those are the best they taste like they're, it tastes like a little bit of grape. It tastes like a little bit of rose for some reason. I don't know why. It's like a rose grape. It's so good. If you mm-hmm. find, and they're expensive too. So, like, you know, it's a treat. But if you have access to musket grapes and you think they're too sweet, try freezing them, washing them first, then freezing them. Oh my gosh, it's so good. It is, it's musket grape. Oh, and cotton candy grapes. Cotton candy grapes are even better. <laughs> Yum. Same thing. Same process. Cotton candy grapes. Ugh, and also, if you're making like having like a summer picnic or barbecue or whatever, if you're making like sangria or iced tea, instead of like ice cubes, try putting frozen grapes in there. It won't water mm-hmm. your drink down. Um, and also it's tasty to just like eat it while drinking it. It's and also it a more acceptable... Cool. It's also a more acceptable way to cool down your wine than ice cubes are because they don't dilute exactly your wine. So if you have like a, you know, a white wine that you just need to chill really fast, toss in some frozen green grapes in there, like obviously be around people that wouldn't judge you for doing that. But if you were around me, I wouldn't judge you for doing that because I'd be doing the same thing. Mm -hmm. If you're around Um, people who judge you for doing that, then you're hanging around the wrong kind of people. Honestly, yes. Honestly, yes. Like I would never... Like Linda, who puts a couple of ice cubes in her, in her Chardonnay, live your life. I'm all for it. And I would mm-hmm. do it too, because I don't want to drink warm Chardonnay and I don't want to wait for it to chill. Yeah. So I want it now. Like if you put a couple of ice cubes in like, I don't know, like a nice expensive like glass of like Cabernet or something, then maybe we might think about judging you, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, what are you even doing that? Just drinking that on a hot day, like by yourself anyway, just like that mm-hmm. stuff. For dinner time or whatever. Like I'm talking yeah. about a bottle that you bring out in the afternoon mm-hmm. after your after your last meeting. Or maybe during your first one. I don't know. I don't know your life. Americans really are missing out on on how good this is is as plum juice. Plum juice. Plum juice. Like plum wine or plum juice? Plum juice. Oh. Have you never I had plum juice? I'm... I might have. Which means no, you haven't had it. Probably not. I've had plum wine, and I am a big fan of plum wine. No, no, plum juice. No, maybe I need to have plum juice. Plum juice juice is so delicious. You are missing out if you haven't tried it. Go to any Asian grocery store. They'll all have it. Get one, chill it, freeze it, or do what you got to do. But plum juice is so refreshing and so fragrant. Plum juice is the best juice. Will Will it do the same for you as prune juice does? Mm, that I do. I can't speak onto that intimate knowledge of a nutrition, but um. <laughs> like, but also, you can also make... find it at a lot of like um, Szechuan Chinese restaurants because um, 
plum juice also like cools you down. Yeah. I'm trying to think of like what I like to drink to cool down in regards. I like barley water, Mm -hmm. but you have to like spend time making it. Yeah. Bring it to um, a peasant level. (laughs) Huh? It's like, well, the thing is like to make it, you need to pretty much boil pearl barley and with um, cardamom Mm -hmm. and sugar um, and like maybe some cinnamon and then... And then like leave that and chill that in, in your fridge and have just like a big vat of that ready to go for your hottest days. But I would drink it, uh, first had it in Singapore and because like it makes the water a little thick and because it's on ice, so it's like this slightly thicker water with cooling spices. Cinnamon mm-hmm. isn't cooling, but cardamom is very, very cooling. Um, mm-hmm. So it just tastes really good. And so it kind of like the cold that you drink like sticks as it goes Ooh. down your body and it like stops your sweating. Like it's so effective. When I had people over at the studio um, and we didn't have air conditioning, it was like 98 degrees and it would be like 99, 100 degrees in the studio and it would be packed full of people. I would give them barley water to cool down and they would say that it worked. So in Korea, traditionally, uh, we have this thing called ear cheer. So if it's hot outside, mm-hmm. um, you eat hot food. And if it's cold outside, you eat cold food um, to keep your body like temperature like same as um, like whatever your the surroundings. Is. Yeah, so you don't feel the heat. Is that the mentality I guess it's behind supposed it? To be so like like for your like insides and you know. Oh. Um, and um, the number one food that Koreans eat in the summertime is actually takbaek mm-hmm. um, which is like um, just like boiled chicken soup. Tapak and soup. they use like a whole like baby like hen in the soup. Uh-huh. Um and inside of the chicken is usually filled with like uh, like glutinous rice and like jujubes Ooh. and like pine nuts. Oh, do they um, also put ginseng in there? Gin- yeah. Oh, I've had that before. That is so good. Yeah, I remember like, like that was like my dad's favorite things. Yeah, all the ginseng the and all food. the like good like herbaceous flavor. Yeah, that's they say eating stuff. like the soup like will fight like the heat. So all the Koreans eat it during summertime. Mm. I could not drink hot soup on a really hot day, even if it was supposed to be good for me. I feel like, and mm. I, I don't have that mental fortitude to do it. I, I, I would. But if you think about it, you know, like hot pot, you know, like where it's like eaten in Taiwan, where it's like hot there all the time. Yeah, it's um, true. You know, I Indian food, it. you know, like some of us yeah. are like piping hot and like spicy, also and like in a hot place. I'm, I need that instant gratification so bad. I need like cold. I, I, I definitely do. I like all that stuff. I like all that stuff in the, in the winter time to keep me warm. Um, I like a variety, but my only issue is like when you go to eat these food, Mm-hmm. Like the restaurant is always like hot as hell too. Yeah, because like, they're all boiling stuff. Yeah, like I wish they could serve me like these like piping hot food in, in a an cold air conditioned setting. <laughs> <laughs> you but, like, know the, better than me. <laughs> but certain restaurants, like the moment you like go in, it feels like so humid and like muggy yeah. and like hot in there, and then you just kind of like instantly lose your appetite. Maybe that's the secret. Maybe it's not so much the food that they. They they serve you, but you just go into these places and the kitchens and the restaurants are just so much hotter than the outside that by the time you step out of the restaurant, it feels pretty cool by comparison. And you're like, all right. And you're like, you know what? This okay. ain't bad. Oh, oh, my God. Siri just went crazy. Hold on. I don't know. Why is she doing this? Stop. Okay. Sorry. Get it together, John. I don't know what's happening. Okay. One podcast a week. I ask for you to get I know. That's all we do. We're just trying. I'm, 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 just I'm just a content creator doing my best. There. Okay. No, you She's mean done. an influencer? <laughs> and I, do you, people call you that too sometimes, don't they? No. Yeah? No. They do. Come on. They do not. 
They do. You have you have two million people follow. You have two million followers on Instagram. Like I've been called a visionary. To... <laughs> the future so of drag. <laughs> a makeup mogul. Are we in that future right now? A fitness model. <laughs> but have I ever been called um, an influencer? Influencer? No. What if somebody did call you an influencer? You'd be like, okay. Can't be me. <laughs> I've been called an influencer. Yeah, I mean, I feel like because there were so many like terrible influencers out there that were like so like cloud chasing and just like an awful human being. Overall, it gave like the it influencer killed. just like a really like bad name. And, yeah. Like, it became like a bad word to be like associated with. When you say you're an yeah. influencer, you just sound like you're vapid and you don't have an actual job. That is exactly my feelings and like exactly why I don't like being called that. Because it, and even like, I, that isn't to say that people who are influencers don't work hard. Mm -hmm. Like some of them really, really hustle and some of them really, really do. But like, you know, the worst of the worst ones are the ones that everybody sees as the representative of them. Yeah. But yeah. When when I was in like a magazine, a local magazine, and they called me like the influencer, I was just like, oh, that that hurts so like much. Like them fighting words. <laughs> yeah, I know. Meet me outside. What did you just call me? I think I'd rather you call me a slur. The influencer is a slur. Uh, but also it's like, who are you, like, who am I to like influence anyone, you know? <laughs> Honestly, yeah. It's not even that we're trying to influence anyone. We're literally just doing our thing. Yeah. And just broadcasting it. So maybe anyways, is, um, maybe there is an element of that on. I don't know. From this point on, John would appreciate it if you called him an influencer, everyone. Please don't. Are listening. Please. <laughs> don't even put that out there. This is what, so this is what's going to happen now is that if we ever do like some kind of tour and meet and greet mm -hmm. and during the meet and greets, people will, will like tag me and take photos with me and be like, oh, I just hanging out with my favorite influencer. And that's just going to be a thing because... People like to be brats. And I You're bring very that out. Bold to assume that anyone's going to come to our meeting greet. I am going to hope for the best. I think we are interesting and vibrant and very nice people that and people would like. We keep it like exciting to, and new. <laughs> we keep it exciting and new. <laughs> fresh. What's the word? Fresh. 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 Yeah, exactly. Fresh. Like a cucumber sandwich. Um, if we were going to tour, where would, where would some places be? Like, what would your tour bucket list be? Not bucket list, but like. LA, San Francisco, Seattle, New York, Chicago, Miami. <laughs> Maybe, I don't know, Austin, Portland. See, I would want to go to like places that are like, I would want to go to like some southern, southern places, Austin, like Louisiana, well, uh, New Orleans. This is not we're here. We don't go visit small towns and try to like make them over. New Orleans is not a small town, oh, but yeah. like places that like have also also like interesting food scenes. Like I would go... I would go try like hot chicken in North Carolina and stuff like that. Like make that almost like, almost like a, not just a podcast tour, but a food tour too. Yeah, that would be fun. Okay, so can I say something brave yet controversial? What? I find hot chickens to be a little overwhelming. Because essentially... What it is, is it's fried chicken mm -hmm. dipped in oil. Wait, what? I've never had it. You've, you, North... you've had hot chicken. Have I? You have, you must have. Wait, well, fried chicken that's been dipped in oil? That's what hot chicken is. It's fried chicken oh. dipped in chili oil. Oh, yeah, then I have had it. 
Yeah. But that's like karage and chili oil karage. I make that stuff all the time. I've made that for you. No, you haven't. You make karage, but not like hot chicken Dipped karage. Dipped in chili oil. Yeah. We, no, we did in not chili dip it in chili oil. We didn't? You didn't serve it with any sauce. Oh. I need to serve it with sauce. Oh, well, my experience was you didn't serve it with any sauce. Well, it didn't need it. It's marinated in fish sauce, but... But what I'm trying to say is I find... Yeah. I personally find hot chicken to be overwhelming. I feel uh, like it's like too much oil. I like it. I like it. I get it. it. Like, like, even... It's not, huh? No, because I'm someone who likes, like, light, like, you know, flavors. So I yeah. understand, like, that this is not for me, but that's just how I personally feel about it. Yeah, I don't... And see, I can definitely enjoy and sometimes overindulge on, like, the rich on rich on rich thing. Like, there was a reason why one of my favorite childhood dishes was pasta Alfredo. Like, I love me a butter on a carb on a fat on a thing. Mm -hmm. So... Like, if somebody um, wanted to give me, like, a deep-fried breaded pizza, I probably would try it. And find, like, the wherewithal to enjoy it. <laughs> I feel like that actually exists. Like, fried pizza is actually a thing somewhere. I feel like that's just, like, a deep-fried calzone. Yeah. Yeah. Which, again, I would eat. If you, like, wrapped a calzone in, like, a puff pastry... And like gave me a fork and knife and told me what it was. I would try a bite of it. And then I would finish it. Yeah. Not for me. <laughs> but maybe it's because I'm just like hot right now. And I don't like nothing greasy sounds good to me at the moment. Yeah. Ask me again in the winter thing. time. Be like, oh yeah, girl, I love. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go get some deep fried Twinkies. Uh-huh. Let's go get some <laughs> hot chicken, girl. <laughs> but anyways, uh, that was our podcast for today. Um, thank you for listening to our rambling. If you like what you heard, like and subscribe. Otherwise, you're a hater. And we don't like haters. <laughs> <laughs>